Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity. We thank you for gathering us here once again. We thank you for your love, your kindness. We pray and invite you, Holy Spirit, in our midst. Come and be our leader, our teacher, and our protector. We love you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, welcome to the Tefillah Media Podcast, where we take the time to slow down, self-reflect, and talk about the goodness of God. I'm Ike Della. And I'm Lawrence. Together, we're the co-founders of Tefillah Media, where it is our mission to spread the goodness of Jesus as far as a little part of the internet can take it. We pray that you're touched and encouraged by our journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Tefillah Media Podcast. We missed last week. That's, yes, we did. Yeah, that was not good. We need it to was... get like back on our game. But I'm Ike, and we have with us... I'm Lawrence. Lawrence. And we have a special guest. A special guest. Gifty. It's, she's, she's a gift. She's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> she is a gift. Yeah. And you know, my daughter, my firstborn is called Senanu, which is God's gift. So Ooh. it's kind of like your name, Ooh. you know? Yeah. Okay. Same name. Same name. Um, we're very excited to have you. She's been a friend for a very long time. Um, always a confidant, always like giving me the best advice. Mm-hmm. Whenever I have like issues, I need to talk to someone too. I go to her and she calms me down and be like, Ooh. you know, this is what the Bible says. You need to relax. Okay. You know, like a true pastor's wife, you know, <laughs> this is how she's, I know she hates me, but she's amazing. So we are very excited, you know, to have her. She has two amazing kids. So I know we have to get going. So we are gonna we are gonna get going. <laughs> Welcome, Gifty. You are just gonna say anything to the people. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who you are introducing. <laughs> not me. <laughs> that would be not me. But oh, I've known now for a while, and if if she says I give great advice, it's just because she also gives the awesome advice. <laughs> she's been like. Mm. she's one of the people that I can text any time of the day like hey like what do you think about this and I I'm sure I will come out of the meeting with like a good spirit rather mm. than thinking that I'm going to fight somebody <laughs> wow. I we do that for each other yeah we do we do, do that for ways. each other it's just like we try to like make each other saner so that's yeah. good it's always good to have a friend like that um, so today the, the topic we're gonna we so the podcast I don't know if you've gotten a chance to listen um but we do we're trying to kind of make christianity more palatable Mm -hmm. for the lack of a better word to like everyone right so that's our goal because growing up sometimes it's been so rigid and so like a lot of rules and a lot of um you know like don't do this and don't wear this and don't all sorts of things right but that's what we're we're trying to make it it's not about that. Like it's about grace. It's about love, uh, the love of Jesus, him dying for us um, and giving us a new life again. So like, that's where this podcast was birthed out of, you know, our efforts to try and spread the gospel in our own little way. <laughs> um, in our own little, like, cause we are into music, Lawrence and I. So we or- originally started as a musical thing, but then we're like, mm, let's do a podcast. It's, 
it's kind of cool so it's like okay we'll make a podcast and we've been having fun i think we've had like four episodes um so far and we are we've been having a great time so today we try to talk about correction or correcting in love Mm. correcting in love um Mm. i think it's a good it's a good topic to talk about Um, especially now like if you if you work with people right and then even in, I, th- I feel like everyone, it doesn't matter the age group, right? Mm-hmm. So like you're trying to talk to your kids or trying to talk to a fellow friend, same age mate, or even an adult, right? How do you correct people without offending them? And how do you like correct? Because I don't know. This is why we are talking to you. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. So I don't know. I don't know all the answers. So Gipsy is going to, we're going to kind of like talk about it. Yeah, we're have yeah. a, how they say, how they say, um, dig into the, I don't know, something. We're going to yeah. brainstorm. We're going to yeah. brainstorm yeah. about yeah. it and try and find some scripture to help us out along the way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So this I, is a good time to play your, but no, 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 no. He's like, I don't think this is good. <laughs> Not at <laughs> Yes. You asked for it. That's why. <laughs> this is out. I got Thanks. you. I would definitely do that. Okay, good. All right, go ahead. Sorry, Gifty. Oh, no, okay. So I start. Um, so maybe I will start with like a bit about myself and then I will. So I, going up, I was very shy, very quiet. I, I didn't confront. I didn't, um, I just felt like, you know, I'll either forget about it, not worry about it. And it started to fester. And and so one of the things that you start realizing is that if you let issues fester, it becomes big issues. So it starts out as something small, but then it becomes a big issue. And I have this bad habit of if I get overwhelmed by something that I feel like, oh no, then I get super angry and then you don't like the person that I become. So it's something small, something that I could have easily handled. And then before I realize I'm like screaming and I'm crying and I'm mad. And so something needed to be done. At least that's what I saw. And this is really candid because I didn't prepare the story. So um, we love it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's um, how it started. But the one of the one verse that, actually helped me come a bit out of my shell. I'm not saying I'm perfect yet, just a little bit out of my shell. Is I believe it's Ephesians 4 verse 15. And it's actually usually the very first section that um, motivates me to do what I need to do. It says that by speaking the truth in love. Mm. And, and, and so it's always been, you have to speak the truth, but it has to be done in love. Because I was like, oh, if I speak the truth, I'm going to like offend. If I speak the truth, people will not like me. You know, all the issues that we deal with. Yeah. You're trying to be someone's friend and you feel like if I say the truth, then they won't be my friend anymore. Or if you speak the truth, then people are going to think that you're, you're, you know, you're some way. Yeah. Yeah. Bible says that you need to speak the truth, but then you have to speak it in love. So I, please jump in at any point because I was told this was a Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we it's it's so true, right? So the speak the truth in love, right? It's it's something that we've had, right? But how can we practically 
do it. You know, yeah. I've tried to speak the truth in love and I've gotten bad results, like very bad results. People get hurt, you know, no matter what. So is this something that, is this something that we just have to accept that not everyone would understand that we love them? That's why we are doing this, right? And, yeah. and cause that's, how, that's what I think. I think that speaking the truth in love, it depends on the perspective of the person, right? If the person is probably not a believer they might not see it as love or even even some believers might not see it as love to be yes, honest yes um, and i i agree with you um, um but i guess maybe what i'm trying to um drive at is so i mean you know my husband and um he's one he's he's very sociable he's i mean people like him at least yeah. from my but he's also someone I have seen countless times tell people as it is. Like sometimes he will say things to people. I'm like, how do you even say this to someone? And he, it's one thing that he will always say that everything can be said. It is how you say say it. it. Mm -hmm. And, and, And so one of the tricks that I've been learning from him is, for example, so who, what, where, you know, the whole English list of questions that, who are you trying to get the message across to? And and what is the what is the environment? Um, what time are you planning to speak the truth, or what plan, what time are you planning to correct? And I, I try not to use correct because I mean I feel like correct has a very bad connotation to certain people, depending. But it's yeah. more like, hey, wait, let's have a discussion. Let's let's just talk about this. Yeah, have you thought about this from this perspective? And so who, how I would approach correcting my daughter will be very different from how I will approach talking to you about something, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm always learning. So um, let's let's see, some maybe something I'm dealing with currently. So um, there's... So my, my daughter is, is very melancholic for lack of a better word. So she had, she's very friendly, but then she likes things to be a particular way. So if she's reading and she gets one word wrong, she will say, Oh, I am such a bad English person, or I'm such a bad reader, or I'm such like, I'm, I'm so terrible at this thing. And I don't want her to think that because she's just six and you're going to make mistakes. And so like, a couple of times when she says, I'm such a bad reader, I'll say the instant, instantly I'll be like, no, you're not a bad reader. Like, you know, letting her understand that this is not acceptable. I will not accept you telling yourself that it's bad. And then I've tried to replace it with tell yourself I am a good reader or telling her that, um, well, you didn't get this word right, but it doesn't mean you're a bad reader. We are all learning and as we make mistakes. And, and so one of the ways that I've always adopted is always telling people that, hey, I make mistakes too, or I'm bad at this thing too, I'm learning too. So let's let's figure this thing out together. Let's, let's, let's see how we can, we can work this out. Right? And I think people usually feel corrected or angry if you come at it from a position of, I'm better than better. you. Yeah. If, if yeah. We, we both understand that, like we make mistakes too. Like I, I made this mistake and for my daughter, I always say that, well, see, mommy gets angry too, you see, and mommy is trying not to be angry, but it's hard. Um, and, and so when I, I get angry, it's me like learning. 
And so, yes, that, and so me giving an instance to her of me making a mistake helps her understand that it's okay to make mistakes mm-hmm. because everybody makes a mistake. So yeah. That's and it's, one I know we're giving a lot of kid examples because we have kids and that's our I reality. Know, I so, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's our, Lawrence doesn't have any kids yet, but I'm sure he has some input. I mean, Lawrence, what do you think about the topic you're talking about? Well, I think it is very important because less than 30 minutes ago, even though I didn't know the topic, I was talking about this with someone. <laughs> My wife and I were actually talking about, you know, the um, this, correcting in love. Um, and we came across a verse in Proverbs 25. And I really love the message version, which I'm going to read the Verse 11, it says, The right word at the right time is like a custom-made piece of jewelry. And then verse 12 says, And a wise friend's timely reprimand is like a gold ring slipped on your finger. Oh, now, so in good. Mexico, I, that was the first time I actually had my suit fitted. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, man, this, this is better it's than so all the good. ones that I've ever, re- like, I don't care the brand name or whatever. Like it fits me. Are you tell, like, man, I mean, when I, my sister saw me in the pants, she was like, wow. I was like, yeah, thank you. I know. <laughs> custom. You know, custom made. Custom made. <laughs> yeah. And it's very important. I like that the Bible actually put it that way because, um, I, when I was getting my wife's engagement ring, I had to resize it. So I went in, I was like, okay, now I'm going to do this one. They had the options of just what size is she? It's like size eight and three quarter or something. And they're like, you just put a nine, it'll fit. I was like, no, I want it to be, you know, her size. And of course I had to wait a while. And, but when I gave it to her, it, it was great. It was perfect. That's like she loved it and she had the compliments for it. And so if I'm able to give the right word at the right time, like you talked about the correction, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's it's like that. You know, it's the Bible calls it like custom made piece of piece of jewelry. That means it's not a it's really not just about giving anything. Mm-hmm. It's about giving the right thing at the right time in the right way. And to I the right person. To the right person. You yeah. know, if I, if I gave the ring when I was proposing, I gave it to the server. That would have been a big issue right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even the way you do it. Because sometimes we even do certain things in certain ways. You know, okay, we have this mindset that if we want to propose, the man should get on his knees and do this. You should do a setting. You know, if you're going to ask a girl out, okay, you should take the person on a date. If you're going to do whatever, if you want to study, then probably you should get away from all the noise and the distraction. If we want to pray, we should go into our closet. Like we have all these things. Yeah. So if we're going to correct people, it's not just about saying, well, you did wrong, so I'm just going to tell it to you the way it is. No, you know, there's a way to do it that gets you results. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm learning. This is good. 
yeah. pop out with the with the proverbs verse and you pop out with Ephesians verses i don't have a verse yet but i'm learning a lot you guys are awesome um yeah and let's talk about a little bit about um because obviously every relationship is different right so the way you correct obviously your husband um is different from your friend and mm. also i believe that the way you correct your friend that you go to church with is different from the way that you correct a friend at work right yeah. so um sometimes i don't know if it happens to everyone but like sometimes when you are in the work setting right you don't necessarily want to have like oh i'm a christian on my my chest we're supposed to show our love for christ or our living for christ by our actions yeah. right um do we feel that because of that people take advantage of us sometimes like because they know that we wouldn't say certain things in, set, in certain ways to them, right? So they would just do like whatever or say whatever to, or talk to you any kind of or speak a language that they know that you can't, you can't um, repeat to them, like, you know, bad language. <laughs> um, so in that way, what do you do? Like, do you, I don't know, what, what do you do? Do you understand my question? Like, let's say you're at work and someone is doing something or, or yeah, some, they're having a conversation at work. Let's say some people are having a conversation in, I'm, I work in the hospital, so I'm going to use that as an example, um, at a at nursing station or you work in a school, so maybe your students are like talking in a group and they are just like loud and using bad foul language and, you know, and you want to, it's a classroom setting or it's a work setting, so it's not appropriate, you know what I mean? Is Should we say something or should we just leave it because <laughs> sometimes i i i would leave it to be honest i'll just walk away <laughs> to the other side of the hall right and mind yeah. my business um and most of the like actually 100 percent of the time that's what i would do mm, um yeah. but is it the right thing to do like what do you guys think <laughs> is it everything is it every situation that we feel the need to correct right is it every everything that we should feel the need to Fix. Generally, I don't um, try to correct every situation, but if it's a point where it's like I'm kind of involved in the conversation, I will say, I will probably be like, I probably shouldn't be hearing this, like, you know, in a joking way, mm -hmm. or I would, um, I would go like, you probably should go wash, um, wash your mouth or something like that. You know? <laughs> All, like joking, joking like yeah. all, like your mommy shouldn't be hearing you speak these words and i like oh you i'll be like oh wait well i, I shouldn't be like you know what in a funny way so that it yeah. comes off, like, come off i'm joking yeah. but um but then the next time because they know that you have this weird reactions to these like words they they wouldn't say those words mm -hmm. or as if my students will if my students write like let's see F you or something, I, I, I will say, oh, because I will try to act like I haven't seen if, if it's not glaring, but if it's glaring, I will say something to the effect of, wait, what class are we in? Is this chemistry? Then let me see some chemistry words, like, you know, just to like gloss over it, but let them know that this is my boundary. This is my, yeah. I don't want this in my space. So mm -hmm. yeah approach it i don't know how lawrence would yeah i think that is a very peaceful way to do it and 
unfortunately, sometimes I'm really not that peaceful. <laughs> you know, I because when I actually get to talk, it's because it has happened. And I've given you some warning and some heads up. That's when I get to start. Because, for example, I lived on a ship. I was deployed. So it means that for a while, you know, these are the people that I sleep with, I eat with, we play. If we don't play, we fight. Whatever we do, <laughs> yeah. these are my people <laughs> for six months. And I, I don't cuss. They say sailors cuss cuss like a sailor whatever the yeah. word but i don't do that and i'm i've made it clear to people and the way i did it was like i don't cuss so please like if they're doing it i'm like hey um you can do that but not just at me or around me because i don't use that language you know i don't know why you guys can't extend your vocabulary because you can express yourself in different ways a lot sometimes, of different ways <laughs> yeah, sometimes i would say that if the person is being difficult but there are times when i've also had leadership uh, doing that and then i can't really tell them off so i pull off an instruction from the ceo my boss the boss's boss and i say hey you can't be talking like that you know, the CEO has made it clear that this is unacceptable and you're not setting a good example to me and to the other people. And if you want to do that, please don't do that to me because I don't accept that. You disrespect me and I don't appreciate that. Yeah. But I don't do that in public for them because I had an example where this guy, he, I walked in, asked him a question and he just started screaming and yelling at me, and I was quiet. And later on, um, he sent someone to come give me a reprimand. I was like, wait, you know, everything he was saying was wrong, right? I just didn't want to embarrass him in front of the junior sailors. So, but this is the right thing. I have proof here. So he went back and told the person, hey, you know, you were wrong. But if I think if I had gone to answer him in that moment, it would, have, it would been, have been, yeah. Yeah, I would have been punished. We call it a Article 92, disobeying a lawful order. Because he's my boss. He said, do this. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. I cannot do that. So that's also where that right time comes in. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, it was mm -hmm. the right thing. I had, it was written in black and white, like they say, but the time in which I did it, the way in which I did it, saved me. And he came back to apologize for it. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting it, but... That's what that self-control, because at the end of the day, it's about self-control. Mm -hmm. You know, we get offended. Offenses shall come. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and when we look at it now, do we react or do we take a break and act? You know. I mean, it's so good. Like, and, and when you are calm, like for me, for example, when I get, I speak to a doctor on the phone and they are yelling and screaming, like for no reason, right? The impulse is to just like, um, excuse me, <laughs> I am not your child. Like, why are you talking to me like that? Right. That's the impulse. But because of, you know, respect, although we don't get the respect, like you have to show respect, right? So, you know, you have to kind of, calm yourself down in your head, take a deep breath in and out and just kind of like, okay, 
thank you and then hang up and let it go and i've done that and i've had a couple doctors call me back and apologize just because i didn't react right and it feels good but it's not always the case like sometimes you do go off like sometimes i've been upset um i have said things you know to whoever my superior not a doctor <laughs> gosh no gosh not a doctor yeah, but like doc. you know someone that has said something rude to me like right there in the moment and been like you can't talk to me like this or this is not right or something to that effect and um i guess it's it's okay once you can always go back and be like okay i did wrong although i was correcting them i did it in the wrong way and mm. you know apologize or you know even ask god for forgiveness because and that's the beauty of christianity i feel like if you get if you have remorse in your heart and you ask for forgiveness god always forgives you that's right. and it's yeah. the beauty of christianity you are not we are not expected to be like these perfect that is the goal to be perfect like to be like mm. the holy spirit to be like jesus but we're not expected to do that like it's not the expectation the expectation is that we realize that we're doing this and we go and ask for forgiveness yeah, yeah. so that's good yeah it's been so good talking about um the correcting in love i don't know so i have a question the question is that if you're trying to correct someone and they get on the is it defensive on the defensive yeah. what is the best approach to take because Sometimes correcting in love to ask me look like we are correcting in love, but the person on the receiving end might feel attacked. <laughs> so, yeah. um, what's the best? What's the best approach? Like, person is getting defensive, starting to raise their voice, um, you know, starting to feel, and you try to calm them down, and it starts to get, it starts to escalate, <laughs> even gets yeah. even worse, which which yeah. happens. Um, I have done that <laughs> myself. So, what do we do in that instance? Is it okay to just squash the whole correcting thing and just leave it and then come back and revisit it or just you know track through it what do you think <laughs> <laughs> i don't know okay um Lawrence, do you want to go oh no i was waiting for you to go please, please go <laughs> always the gentleman yeah. <laughs> well so um one thing that i i'm learning is what what is the purpose of your correction right mm. Um, so I, I will give an example. So my brother got married recently and my sister did not go for the wedding. And, and I, I just, I mean, I couldn't go either. But then, I mean, in, in, I was in the U.S. I had to buy a ticket and buy care for my, my kids. It wasn't that simple. And, and, and so when my sister didn't go, I was trying to say that it doesn't create a good impression because I wasn't there. She wasn't there. It's almost like my brother was flying solo. I mean, my brother was there. My other sister was there, but still. Um, and so as I try to talk to my sister about this, she started to get angry. And I was like, I don't even get it. This is just a simple, like, hey, let's try to be there for each other. But one of the things that came to mind is what is my purpose? If your purpose is to let the person know that what you did is wrong, right? Then I'm like, once I have achieved that purpose, once I have told you that what you did is wrong, I can take a step back and say that, I'm sorry, I'm off, I offended you. I'm sorry that I, I said what I said, but take note that even if the person, and so I apologize, my sister was like, yes, but I can't, you can't talk to me that way. I was like, I'm so sorry. I really like, was like, I'm so, so sorry. But the good news is the next time there was an, a, a meeting, she went because 
I mean, my point was made. Was made. I, I, so at the end of the day, I, I, I had to say I'm sorry for something that I didn't do anything wrong. But I, so one of the things I always, I, I'm trying to keep in focus and I, I'm not good at it yet. Sometimes I get angry um, is, or sometimes I'm like, why, why do I have to say sorry? But it's always about purpose, right? We don't do things in vacuum. So if if my purpose is to help someone understand something, then it once I have made my point across, I, I need to take a step back and let the person deal with things their own way. Because I, I, for example, I don't like to be corrected. And so once mm-hmm. you correct me once, I try my best so that it never happens again so that you mm. correct me. And yeah. so if I can... I, if I, I need to understand that people react to correction that way. At that point, they need time to process. They need time to say that, oh, I wasn't at my best, but I can do better next time. So yeah. once you've done that, yeah, like, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's fine. If they think about it, if if they are wise, as Bible would say, they will think about it and, and realize that, well, there's a point to whatever the person is saying. That's what yeah. I wanted to share. Mm. Yeah. Well... I think um, the purpose, you know, it's like a very you said, deep sigh. Are you yeah, okay? I mean, she has said something which really clicks for me because right now I have to consider my actions. I'm here reflecting on my actions, reflecting, you know, examining, my, examining myself. <laughs> you know? Convic- you're, you're being convicted by yeah, her words. I am being convicted. <laughs> oh no, no, that's just my approach. It doesn't have to be your approach. <laughs> but I, no, I mean, it's good. it's really good because you know it's important how sometimes I would let's say for example, uh, I've had situations where I would tell my mother-in-law, "Oh, you know, I want you to do this," and she doesn't do it, and. I I love it because I can't speak Spanish. So it makes me find it difficult to have to keep saying it because I just got to say, like, when I finally calculate all my Duolingo, I compress everything and I'm like, this is this. And then I just bang and I forget what I just said. And if she doesn't do it, I've already said what I had to say. And I've realized multiple times I'll come back and finally I'll see her doing what I asked her to do, you know, just like that. And the purpose, like you said, sometimes the mistake we make is that we're trying to change that person. We're trying to make the person understand that we are Right. right, they are wrong. And you mentioned earlier that you try to avoid the word correction for that reason, so that that person doesn't feel like they're being attacked, I would advise you, hey, um, I think it's better if you do this this way. You know, it's easier, it's smart. You know, for example, today my wife, she went kayaking with my mother-in-law. When we go, I tell her we're just going straight and we're coming back. But when she went without me today, she decided that they were gonna explore. And here I am, 20 minutes, I don't see them. And I'm like, should I call the Coast Guard? Because I'm like, <laughs> you know, I don't know what's happening. So when she comes back, 
I'm like, hey, where, why did you go far and all this? And she's just looking at me. And then I'm like, I realized that I'm not passing a message. She went far because she wanted to do it, you know, and she believed she was in charge of everything. So then I come to her and I'm like, you know, I think it would be better if you stay around here. That way, if anything were to happen, I have that line of sight. And she was like, ah. I see what you mean. But if I had just said, like, come on, you're not supposed to You know, like, come on, what were you thinking? You think you can do this on your own? Like, nope, you were wrong to go all the way over there. This is this, you know. That wouldn't, I wouldn't have passed that message. And it's good to have, like, a good line of communication. Because especially in a relationship, right, like my husband and I, we are very different. When we have an argument, Chris Bell, he will tell you his feelings and he expects you to respond like right there and then, right? Mm, and be fine and be done with it. And then you are back to like laughing and like high-fiving, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, all the things. <laughs> but me, on the other hand, I want to like go and sit with my thoughts, right? <laughs> Process the information mm. in my head. Did, could I have done this differently or said that differently? Like that's how I am, right? Mm. And it, it took us a while <laughs> to get to the point of him understanding that this is who I am and me understanding that this is who he is. So now it doesn't cause that kind of, you know, rift anymore. And I mean, we had to talk to someone about it. And so I feel like it's a good it's a good, especially with like, not just like your spouses, but like with your friendships, you know, obviously we should have like purposeful friendships. Um, so I feel like if you have a friend, they should know, they should know like where you're coming from. But if they don't know, you should be able to kind of like tell them and you can't force like their reaction out yeah. of them. You know, you just give them the, the chance to like kind of sit with the things that you've talked about. And I mean, it's not always easy. Life is not always easy, um, but again, again, there's always grace. Yeah. That's my favorite word. There's yeah. always grace. You know, there's always love. There's always all the good things, all the feels. Mm. <laughs> so um, when, when push comes to shove, there's always forgive, um, asking for forgiveness or yeah. apologizing to someone if they feel like, you know, you've had their feelings or... Um, you were too harsh. Um, don't say, oh, I wasn't trying to be harsh. Just apologize. And I'm learning so much. I'm learning so much um, from this um, topic because I think we talk a lot, Gifty, about how to say things to people um, that we are, that we like, how do I say this to this person without coming off as this or without coming off as that? And it's important to have friends. I think that you can discuss things with, you know, how you feel, how you think you should talk to someone. And I really appreciate that. Like in you, Gifty and Lawrence, you have also helped me out in some things. I'll be like, do you think I said this funny? And then you're like, mm, well, <laughs> I remember you had told me, you're like, well, if you were cranky, then it means that you said it wrong. Like, <laughs> you need to apologize. I'm like, man, yeah. man. But it's good to have friends that kind of, uh, you, you can trust to um, guide you um, mm. and talk to you and kind of like, you didn't say that right or and then yeah. you're not going to be offended because you know that they love you and they have your yeah. best interest at heart mm. so i'm really grateful i was just going to um piggyback on something that you had said about it's yeah. maintaining the line of communication mm. and understanding that people are important 
I think sometimes um, in in the heat of the moment, you're like, well, I don't, you don't buy my food, you don't pay my bills. <laughs> and I don't know why you're like um, trying being all up in my space when I'm trying to talk to you. Yeah. But understanding that people are important, and so no matter how the conversation ends, like going back and saying hey, how are you doing? Like, even if the person doesn't respond, the person understands that, um, well, I opened the line, you did not respond, rather than it ended on you. And and, and so that was something that I thought, yeah. mentioned that I was like, wow, this is important. Like, going back to that person. And, and this week, something that I learned is that sometimes we are looking at it from our perspective of things. We are not seeing the other person's perspective of things. Mm. Of course, you said your husband, um, you guys are different. And it's the same with my husband and I, his perspective. It's like sometimes maybe someone will say something at church and I I didn't like, it didn't rub me <laughs> way. And then I come home and I'm trying to explain why it, it didn't rub me the right way. And he's always trying to give these excuses for <laughs> Like, no, I need you to listen to me. That's what I want. Take my side. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I find that he does is he has a a, a thing of being able to see the other person's perspective, which I lose every time I'm mad. Yeah. Now you you do that a lot too, where you Mm. can other person's perspective because there was a time that I was having an issue and I actually dealt with it the harsh way like I was like, calling a meeting we're going to talk about it and then I talked to Nai and she was like um, could you have talked to the person like in private and so the next day I, I I text this person I was like hey can I call you I think I made a mistake and so I called the person and the person shares a screenshot of messages and her perspective and what I was told were totally different. And I was like, wow, wow. if only mm. I had like waited a little bit to find mm. a person's perspective, I, I wouldn't have acted the way that I did. Yeah. yeah. Always seeing the other person's perspective is, is what I wanted to say to him. Yeah, that's good. Mm. That's important. Yes. Well, mm. I didn't realize I'll give such amazing advice, <laughs> Gifty. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit, for That's giving right. me that moment. Because I'm definitely not like that all the time. I promise you. Um, but yeah, I think um, the main. I think in everything that we've talked about, there's one thing that I find here, which most of the time society nowadays i think they've lost track of that um you talked about you know the how we do it why we're doing certain things correcting people um you know and i think it's also there's something behind the why and that's love yeah you know um, the Bible, Colossians 3, I like the message version. It says, and regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Yeah. You know, I'm on a ship and we have to wear coveralls, you know, because if the ship were to go down, that's what we'll use. It's your basic garment. Never be without it. You know, we're never, that's, 
that's something that's important. It's love. That's what the Bible is telling us, that in every correction that we try to do, you know, about it, even the verses before that it talks about forgiving quickly, give, like, forgive an offense quickly, be slow to offend people, and all these things. But it tells you, in, regardless of what else you put on, the forgiveness, you know, the whatever you choose to do, the kindness, love has mm-hmm. to be put in it. Yeah. That's a, a very important factor that I think the society, you know, the church needs. When we, because sometimes when we're trying to correct people, we're just doing it from a place of, you know, you forget about that love aspect. You forget the Christ aspect. Because if you even go further down and say, let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever be done, in the name of the master, Jesus. What did God do? The Bible says it in the basic verse, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave, you know, so that we are supposed to do the same thing. Yeah. Give from love. Yeah. So if I'm giving someone mm-hmm. correction, it's a, from a place of love. You know, because that's what we're giving. We're trying to correct someone. We're giving them advice. We're giving them correction. That that aspect of giving should be from an aspect of love. And I think this is very, that's why we say correcting in love, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that love aspect is very important. When is we talk it? about the how, the schematics and all these things, it's very important that we need this ingredient to make it work. Love. Yeah. And there's no other person who can teach us how to love apart from God, who is love. Love. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was so good, guys. Like, I always, I'm always edified, if that's the right word, by, like, meetings of, like, you know, fellow Christian brothers and sisters and, like, us talking about, you know, the Word of God and trying to dissect and, you know, this crazy life of ours. Um, We thank God for His Spirit. Um, We thank God for His guidance and thank God for good pastors and good leaders that, you know, try to show us the right things to do. And I pray that someone listening to us today um, has learned something like we have and we're definitely not experts. We are also learning... um, and we are hoping that everything that we discuss on these podcasts um, teach and reach you guys um, and your lives are going to be better by it, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Adios.